Hey, good evening and a very warm welcome inside the Front Range Toyota Store Studios, home of the Coach Bill Tierney Show, presented by Johnson Financial Group for the first time in 2021. We are set to talk Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse. My name is Tyler Mon. Uh, I would say alongside, but I guess not technically alongside Pioneer said Coach Bill Tierney. We're staring at each other in a computer screen. It's a very normal thing that we always do, right, Coach? That's right. It's usually across the table in our in our Toyota studios, but um, you know it's it's fun, not just the same. It's great to see you, Tyler. <laughs> well, it's great to see you, and uh, it's been way too long. You know, we get uh, last season started, and things kind of feel normal, and then all of a sudden, uh, everything disappears. And it was so weird because we were on the road with men's basketball that first week in March, um, getting set to come home and, and fly out to take on Ohio state in a big matchup. Uh, and it was, you know, I think I've told this story to people a hundred times already, but everybody has their story of where they were when things started going South. And, you know, first it was, I got back into town and it was okay, well, we're still going to go to Ohio state. And then it was, we're still going to go there and they're going to have limited fans. And then it was, we're still going to go there and they're going to have no fans. And then it was, the game is canceled. And then it was, the season is canceled. And, uh, for the last 10 months, we've all been sitting around trying to navigate, uh, life. What, uh, you know, I don't want to ask an all encompassing, what has the last 10 months been like for you? But when you, uh, look back on that week and your guys get a season started and then all of a sudden everything is, is different. Everything has changed. What were those first few weeks like for you? Well, uh, it was, it was different. As you know, I've been, uh, been around a while and, uh, you know, um, I think this is my 40th year of college coaching lacrosse and maybe my 46th or 7th or so of coaching lacrosse and um, nothing like this obviously has, has ever happened. Um, I do want you to know that one of the revelations I have had is I have forgiven you for not being at our Notre Dame game. <laughs> um, but um, be that as may, we're not going to hold that against you. But it, it is really... Uh, it's really surreal. And as we were talking about before we got on, um, you know, I, I've tried in my career to, to put a, make it about the, the, the players, make it about their families, make it about our universities, whichever one I've been at. And, and, but this one is, uh, is, is surreal because it, it really has made me appreciate. And that whole few weeks afterwards, I didn't think it was, I think I thought we'd come back. I thought we'd something would happen. The NCAA had moved us back to a summer championship, whatever. And then reality set in. And, and I'll tell you, our leadership here at Denver, uh, from Carlton Creech and his group to uh, Chancellor Hefner and all the people who've worked so hard here to get us to this point, um, I, I can't tell you how appreciative I am. And, and obviously to you know, to Nico Blankenship, our SID, who's done so much for me over all this. It, what this has all done is, it's, is in a weird way, it's kind of rejuvenated me. And it's kind of made me really, really appreciate that what I do is a blessing and what I do isn't rocket science. And yet it's, it's, it's not, uh, you know, laying asphalt on a hundred degree summer day either. So uh, we're just excited and blessed. We've got a wonderful group of players and, I, and my staff has been phenomenal. So really looking forward to getting this thing going. We're going to talk uh, about your 2021 team coming up here in a little bit. Um, last year, I know, you know, you go into a season and you get things started on the right note. You get a, a win over a top 10 team in Notre Dame in a game that, uh, yeah, I happen to not be at because we had uh, Summit League tournament, but I'm glad <laughs> I've been forgiven. Um, when you look at... <clears throat> 
those first few weeks and then all of a sudden um, having to not go through the rest of the season with those guys. The difficult thing about last year um, from a, a coaching standpoint, I would imagine is you didn't get to just get everybody in the room, talk to them about the challenges and about what's going on. Um, what was that like? How did you communicate with your guys when it came down that the season was going to be canceled and, and what was their reaction like? Well, I'll, I'll never forget as long as I live, it was, you know, that, that Thursday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon, whatever it was, March 12th. And, uh, you know, uh, Carlton had done a great job the day before he had come out to our practice and said to our guys, listen, there's something going on here with this, with this pandemic. We, we got to figure it out. Um, just hang in there and be, you know, and, and we'll do our best. And it was a good message. It was a good message to our team to let us know that our administrators had care about us and, and were concerned about what was going on. Um, but the next day when I had to walk out to practice and uh, tell them that, you know, normally on Thursdays, we're finishing up the scouting report on our other team. You know, we felt, you know, we're excited about going to Ohio State because the year before we had, uh, the game had gotten canceled there because uh, of a snowstorm and a snow cyclone. And, uh, you know, and it's just really excited. And then bringing the team together and saying, look, we're going to have an intra-squad game today. And it kind of looked at me and I said, because this is our last practice. We're done. And, you know, uh, they did it. They played. They had some fun. I don't think reality set in until the end of that practice where uh, we probably played for an hour or so where now they had to get off the field. And, and they wouldn't leave. They wouldn't leave the field. And it was... Uh, it was just so weird and so strange. Like, how, how do you have finality in the middle of a season? You know, it just, it was like somebody had died. And I'm sure, look, we've all heard all the stories about everything and we've got to remember. Um, and I always say this to our guys, remember that in the world of sports, lacrosse is not football, basketball. In the world of life, <laughs> you know, sports aren't, aren't, you know, the end all. And people were dying. And so at the end of this thing, when we started our, uh, our Zoom call, everything became a Zoom call. Yeah. If, if I had half a brain, I would have bought stock in Zoom back then, you know, and because uh, and we didn't even know what Zoom was. And now everything we've done to this day, currently, we have, our kids have not been in my office since March 12th. Uh, our new kids that are on our team have never seen my office. Um, we go into our locker room in groups of 10 and 12. Uh, so much has changed, so much so much has gone on, but um, Zoom is now part of our reality. And now we've even turned to where it's a really positive thing to be able to meet with kids at different times during the day when they're free and, and, and that stuff. So I think we've done as good a job as possible of, uh, you know, of, of turning this darkness into light and, and recognizing, I said to my team yesterday at practice, recognizing the joy that just comes from being together and playing this great game that we all love. Well, coach, let's start talking about um, getting ready for this 2021 season. Obviously, there are so many challenges that come along with, um, you know, just trying to kid, keep kids safe and healthy and 
uh, and on task and the challenges of, of practices and meetings and all that in the Zoom era. But um, tell me about kind of the, the off season and getting ready for this. I mean, ordinarily you get into the fall, you get some practices, you play some exhibition games, that type of thing. It's been so different this year. Uh, the last few months as you've started getting a chance to prepare for a season, what has that process been like? Well, first of all, kudos to, to Josie White, our trainer, and Tim Tim Murray, our strength coach, and uh, Julie Campbell, our our head trainer, because uh, those people have worked so diligently. You know, um, uh, there's so many people. You know, Brandon McNeil, our sports supervisor. All these people have come on board to help us get to where we are right now. And yet, we're all aware. You know, I was just talking to the to Brian Holman, the Utah coach. You know, they could call us on Friday and say, hey, they got two positives. They're not coming, like just acting with with uh, hockey. And so um, we're all still tentative. We're all still walking on thin ice. But so many people have helped. The good news is that, our, you know, I'm not a fan of our academic schedule, but I am right now for a couple of reasons. And one I can't talk about, but um, was that it was our norm to be done before Thanksgiving. You know, and so everybody else, they're moving up their schedules. They're starting school on August 8th or 10th and they're going and then they're kicking off, you know, all the kids leave at Thanksgiving thinking that that was, uh, you know, uh, a, a big change in the world. Meanwhile, that's what we always do. So yeah. we're always kind of prepared for that seven or eight weeks of being away. Um, we changed how we did our fall practice. We did them for four weeks in cohorts of 10. So kids got a lot of hard work in. We were out there, my staff, uh, Matt Brown and John Gallant, Eric Adamson. And as I mentioned, Josie White, you know, like we were out there for hours and hours and hours and hours at a time because we could only work with 10 guys at a time. And so um, kudos to them. And, and, and I'm so blessed to have them, uh, you know, make me look good. But, uh, but we got a lot of work done. We got a lot of individual work done. We got better. Um, and then the last two weeks, we were able to kind of do a little bit of lacrosse. I think our, our cohorts went up to maybe 20. So we had three 20s instead of six or seven 10s. And, you know, we were getting there. And then came final exams. And, um, and then, you know, Tim sends these guys a, a workout over the winter break. Our freshmen had, had still to this point, some of them have still yet to meet some of their seniors because we're not practicing together now. So it's all Zoom. We, we think that we have a culture here that is ingrained in a lot of positives, but it's carried on through the senior class and they've tried their best. But literally, we literally have, you know, 66 guys on the team because we have guys back for their fifth year transfers from other schools. And, um, and some of them have yet to, yet to meet each other. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. It is unbelievable. And but the kids have done a great job. They really have. And we've only had a couple of positive COVIDs and uh, we seem to be well on our way. We'll see. Well, that's great to hear. And uh, coming up this weekend, Pioneer set to take the field for the first time in this season against the University of Utah. We'll talk about that game coming up here in our next segment as it's the inaugural edition of the 2021 Coach Bill Tierney Show from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios and presented by Johnson Financial Group back in a minute on ESPN Denver 1600. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. 
The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab an ice-cold Dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the Dew. Dear Winter, we're not scared of you because almost nothing can stand in the way of a new 2021 Toyota. When you say stay home under a blanket, the Camry all-wheel drive comes out to play. The 2021 Corolla is hotter than ever with tons of tech to keep you plugged in. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4's available all-wheel drive with multi-terrain select. Everyone gets comfy in the Highlander with its available heated front seats. See you in the snow. Toyota. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. June 17th, 2020. Tracy Locke for Pepsi. Add ID PETW0066000. Spot title Pepsi Flavors Radio Vanilla. 30 seconds radio full mix. Let's just try not to embarrass ourselves and everything will be fine. Is that a Pepsi Vanilla? Oh no, please not here, not now. Oh, too late. Steve, Steve, Steve. It's flavor time, baby, and we're coming to you live with the smoothest cat in the city, Pepsi Vanilla. No, it's not flavor time. With a flavor so rich and a taste so smooth, it's delicious. It's refreshing. Dude, seriously, does this always have to happen when you drink Pepsi Vanilla? Ooh, yeah, baby. Pepsi Vanilla, now available in zero sugar. That's what I like. Back inside the Front Range Toyota Store studios on ESPN Denver 1600. It is the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group. Tyler Mon, Denver Pioneers lacrosse head coach Bill Tierney. Uh, coach, it's it's just so good to see you and it's so good to talk to you. And um, we get a chance to talk about a game coming up this weekend. And we will talk about your guys and we'll talk about Utah. But one of the things that I want to, to cover first, because I think for the average fan, it's probably confusing right now. The NCAA last spring when the pandemic hit um, essentially gave an extra year of eligibility to players who are on, who are on spring sports rosters. Um, now coming into this year, does that apply again in 2021 for, for your guys or what is the status with athletes who are seniors last year are back this year? Do they get another year next year? Could they, how does that all work this year? So everybody that was on a roster last year gets another year. The difference is last year's roster, last year's seniors allowed, it was allowed by the NCAA and it was up to each school. And thank you, you know, thankfully for DU, um, they allowed our, some of our guys to go into, you know, our graduate programs. We've got 18 of our 12 players from last year, eight have come back, um, all in graduate school. Um, and, but the only difference for teams is that last year for last year's senior class, you were allowed to go over your 12.6 scholarship limit because lacrosse, lacrosse has the lowest ratio of any sport in the NCAA of scholarships to the number of players on the team. A normal team would be 50 players. We have 12.6 scholarships to spread amongst them. So with the, with, with the allowance of, of these guys to come back for another year, the NCAA allowed schools to give those players up to what they had received in scholarship money last year. Now, not every school did that. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it, we, we had to go through uh, a process and, and we're very blessed as always, as I always say, to be at the University of Denver. From this point on, any one of last year's freshmen, sophomores or juniors, they can come back for that year. They can transfer to another school for that extra year, but you're not allowed to scholarship you're not allowed to, uh, uh, you know, go past the number of scholarships that we normally are allowed. So 
That means we're now spreading 12.6 scholarships amongst five classes for the next three years. Now, um, we've also recruited pretty well and we've, we've promised out some of that scholarship money. And so you, you, you get into a bind and, and look, edu higher education is not cheap anymore. So um, there will never be another year here where we have eight of our players come back. Um, it'll probably be more like one, two or three each year for those next couple of years. We'll see. Well, let's talk about this roster. Um, obviously, you know, you've got a, a lot of guys who are returning in key positions. And I would think after 2020, there's probably that feeling among athletes of, well, we've got a lot of stuff that's left undone um, and a lot of unfinished business, which is a, a good motivating factor for, for a lot of athletes sometimes. Tell me about, um, you know, some of your key returners, guys you're excited about having back and guys that Pioneers fans will be excited about having back. Well, you can, you can, uh, you know, you can go back to a, exactly a year ago when we had this conversation and it's the same story. Plus, you know, we've got, uh, we've got Ethan Walker, we've got Danny Logan, we got uh, Colin Squires, we got Kyle Smith, four guys who have started for a long, long time for us. Ethan's our, Ethan's our scoring guy. Uh, Danny's our heart and soul and Colin's our best defender. And so, but with that, we've also got, which was our young defense last year, now five or six guys back that were freshmen last year at this point who were about to start their first game against Air Force last year. And um, they're now, uh, I don't know how you would put it, uh, half-year veteran, <laughs> you know, freshman again. And so that's been helpful. We've got two great face-off guys and Alex Stathakis and uh, – and Brett Bose, you know, uh, everybody that was on last year's team that played significant moments is back on this year's team. Uh, and so we could go down each position and, and, and do that. We've added a couple of real uh, key players. Um, Jackson Morrow, who was in uh, Yale, Yale University's uh, second in their history of scoring. And uh, Lucas Kotler, who's been on their first midfield for three years. These are two, forget how good of lacrosse players they are, but these guys have been in two final fours, won a national championship a few years ago. And they are just wonderful young men that have come in seamlessly. They live with Colin and Danny and Ethan and Kyle. Um, they've, not, they've not upset the, the, the ship one bit. They've just added to our, to our talent. And so um, we're, we're thrilled to, uh, to be have the talent we have and more. Here's the problem. Everybody else has everybody back too. And, uh, you know, Syracuse was 6-0 and and Duke got the best player in the country and, and a great midfield, a great face-off guy and a great goalie. And so, um, you know, we're playing them in North Carolina, who's got everybody back next week in a matter of three days. So, um, you know, I, I think my appreciation for being out of the game for 11 months has got me being a glass half full guy as opposed to my norm for the last 46 years being a glass half empty guy. But man, that glass half full is facing some teams that's, that their glasses are up to the brim. So, uh, so we'll see what happens, but we're excited about this group. Uh, it, the same guys are the good guys. Uh, Jack Thompson will start and go for us on Saturday. And he's, uh, he started our last couple of games last year before everything broke down but we feel like we were good in every position and, uh, and a lot deeper, which also causes 
some problems because you got 66 guys on your team. And I think that the, the class that's paying for that a little bit is our is our freshman class who really, uh, as I mentioned before, hasn't hasn't kind of been gotten to know the seniors, our culture yet, but we're practicing very hard with them right now. We actually, every day we have two practices. We have two co cohorts and we're out there for four and a half hours, but it's the only way to make these young guys who may not see a lot of time this year, uh, get get what's due to them. And, and as I've told them, and the bad news is, you know, all these guys are back. The good news for you guys is that 22 of them will graduate this year and you better darn well be ready to play for us next. Well, Coach, let's talk about what's coming up this weekend. You get uh, the University of Utah, um, a, a third-year D1 program now, I believe, in total, and uh, a program that, you know, for, for a long time, very successful in the, the club ranks and um, now the westernmost men's program in the country. And uh, we've talked so much over the last few years about how you guys really love helping expand the game and push it more westward and help out these programs that are in their first few seasons, whether it's a Cleveland State or now Utah, something like that. Um they're a talented group. They're a, a group with a lot of continuity on the coaching staff. And, and obviously, like you said, with guys coming back uh, with them coming in, what stands out most about Utah in this year? Their, their coaching staff is amazing. What they've done to me is, is it's very much like Cleveland state was a few years ago where um, their roster right now has 48 freshmen and sophomores, one senior and one grad student. Because what's happened to, to them is they've done a great job recruiting. They're amazing coaches. You're going to see their speed. You're going to see their uh, fortitude. You're going to see them play an exciting brand of lacrosse. Uh, they've had some of their best players transfer out. And, and what they've done is actually brought some kids in and developed them so well that they've transferred to some, in quotes, higher ranked schools uh, in the last couple of years. So, um, a couple of their big guns from last year are no longer there, but uh, what their coaches have done, and you know, their two, their three assistant coaches all play in the PLL. They're all great players. They play a pro style of, of lacrosse, and uh, I'll tell you what, they've got their kids very confident that they can come in and, and uh, give the Pios a hard time. Coach, when you think about Saturday, and we'll wrap up on this, um, you know, I think we're we're both kind of in the same boat of how much more of an appreciation you feel for what you do now because it's been taken away from you for 11 months and um, out of something that's, you know, of your, not of your own doing at all. We all lost something because of things that were all out of our control. Um, you know, I would imagine when the ball is put down and, and guys are running around and, and that first whistle blows, it'll all be back to normal. But when you think about taking the field with your guys for the first time or talking to them pregame for the first time or whatever it is, what is that moment going to be like? What is that going to mean to you on Saturday after all of this? Yeah, as I mentioned before, my, I think it's the appreciation and, the, and the, the fact that you're so glad to be back doing what you've done for so long. And to be honest, it, it, it somewhat reminds me of, of maybe my most selfish moment in lacrosse when I won a championship in 2001 with my two sons on the field. This is a selfish moment for me, and that's not fair. Um, so I'm going to have to curtail that. Um, but uh, it, it'll be it'll be like the first time. I tell you, the three happiest people on the field will be the referees because I will have a mask on. 
He's head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney, Denver and Utah coming up this weekend for Peter Barton Lacrosse 80 and 1 o'clock based off 1230 Pioneer pregame on 104.3 The Fan this weekend. We're over on uh, on the mothership. And, Coach, uh, can't wait to get after it this weekend. It's, uh, it's so great to see you, and we'll see you out there on Saturday. You too, buddy. Thanks so much. Wrapping up this week's edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show from our Front Range Toyota Studios presented by Johnson Financial Group. We'll talk to you on Saturday for Denver and Utah.